hello there people and welcome to the podcast with me, Buckets Hayes. Stick it in the bucket, that's what they call me. Stick it in the bucket, Bucket Hayes, Bucket Hayes. Why would you call yourself a bucket? I don't know, but fuck it. I am a bucket, Bucket Hayes. Good old bucket he's bucking along with the bucket ways. Why am I once again singing about a bucket? I should be rapping about a bucket. Fuck it. What else rhymes with bucket? Muppet. Puppet. Stick a finger in my ass and I can be your puppet. This song is the song of a man who I would call a Muppet. Muppet Puppet Hayes, Muppet Puppet Hayes, oh Hayes, you're a puppet, and you're a Muppet, why don't you suck it, go back to Nantucket, fuck it, you're a puppet, puppeteer, imagine being a puppeteer, what do you work as, I'm a puppeteer, cool, I'm a magician, you're still cooler than me. What are we on about? I don't know, people. Welcome to the podcast with me, old Jibber, Jibber Jerry, they call me. Old Jibber Jerry, uh, podcast random with Marquez, that is me, third person his, they call me. Number 80, guys, we almost made it to 100, then we can all die, we can all die peaceful, we can get into a big old bat and slit our wrists, and then we'll die, and we'll bleed out and be like, whoa, why did they do that? And they'll be like, they're part of the cult. And where's Bucket Hayes? And Bucket Hayes will be off living in Cancun. Cancun with everyone's savings. But everyone that follows this is poor. Spiritually at least. But also uh, fiscally. Fiscally poor. So I won't have long to live in Cancun. I'll have to come back and turn myself in. And they'll be like, oh, there's that notorious Bucker, Bucket Fucket Hayes. He killed them all in the cult. And they'll be like, there was no cult. It was all in his head. He's a delusional prick. And then they'll lock me up. They'll lock me up. And they'll say, you deserve it, you muppet. Oh, the coffee I've had is pretty strong and pretty gibberish. Which is what I want for my coffee. I want it to inspire me. I rely on coffee too much. I'd be like, ah, what's going on with my life? It's, it's plateauing. It's spiraling down. It's going out of control. It's not where I want to be. Oh, I'll have a cup of coffee. That'll cure it all. That'll give me motivation. That'll give me inspiration. That'll kick me into gear, but it never does. It just gives gives me anxiety. Anxiety in the old heart, in the stomach. In the old stomach of the Marquise, as they call us. A precious place. A very precious place is my stomach. Dodgy this week. I don't know why it was dodgy, but it was dodge. Got me out of a couple of uh, meetings and a couple of people that wanted to meet up. I can't. I've got a dodgy stomach. Diarrhea. The greatest excuse of them all. What's up? Not much. Got diarrhea. Got to run. Where's the bathroom? Got to go home. Have you ever had someone take such a bad photo of you? You're like, ah, Jesus. I was going to be out for the night, but now I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm going home. Got to fix my hair. Got to comb my hair. Got to wonder, why am I so insecure? All I wonder about is my hair. I don't know, but on this 25-minute Uber 
Uber pool home, maybe I'll figure it out. Thanks for taking that bad photo of me, you selfish prick. Have you ever had that, dear listener, dear reader? I have had it all the time. Uh, shout out to this week's sponsors, Sarah and Stephanie, the couch makers. If you ever need a good couch, guys, and you're over there in Florida and Savannah, they have great outlets. They're kindly sponsored this week's podcast. Sarah and Stephanie's couches for all your couch needs. And we all have a little couch need. I don't have any couch in my abode, unfortunately. Maybe they could send me one over. They said they wouldn't, which is a bit rude. A bit rude for sponsors, but they wouldn't send me a nice leather couch. Although I'm not a fan of leather couches. You sweat to death on a leather couch. They seem cool. And then they're not cool. Then you're like, eh, it squeaks every time I sit up or stand down and I'm sweating like a whore. They look cool. Although I remember the last couch I had, was it? No, oh, two, couch, two couches ago, guys. I'm reminiscing about my ex-couches. You know, it's a, you know it's a sad state of affairs when you're thinking about, oh, I used to love that couch. Oh, that, that couch was lovely before for me. And then you're... Um, there's no couch. You're just alone in this world. Couch free. Sad times. But now I've no couch. I've not in. What was I even talking about? I like the way I read a text about giving me. Um, what time am I on stage tonight? While I'm doing the podcast. You know me, people. I try to multi- multitask and get through it, but I have no fucking clue how to multitask. I can only read a text. And while I know words were coming out of my mouth there, I hope it was nothing racist, nothing too sexist, nothing too revealing about my inner psyche. Probably, maybe. Who knows? Probably talking about couches. Oh, yeah. I used to have a couch and there was no back in it, but everyone was like, it's a cool couch. Actually, it was my roommate's ex-girlfriend. It was her couch and she gave it to us, um, kind of to mind, because she already had a couch. And I think the couch was worth, like, some money, not that expensive. And it was kind of broken on one side. Um, Like, the arm was kind of pressed in. And so it was, like, a nice couch, but it was also a bit broken. She already had couches. But after we moved, she was like, where are we going to put the couch? And I, we were like, we don't know. Let's put it. So she gave it to another friend. And then that friend somehow lost half the couch. It was like an L-shaped couch. And then she started blaming me. She ringing me. She, oh, yeah. And by the time she, since she gave us that couch, she went on and became a huge movie star. Like huge. Like all over billboards and all this stuff. Like really proper. Not just one role, but like leads and stuff and big movies with a-listers big movie star and then she phoned me one day and i hadn't heard from her in a while and we used to be great buddies we used to chat away talk about life sit in the couch and stare out the window you know how friends are she phoned me one day she's like please answer pick up and i answered i was like what's going on you want me to be in the movie is that what you need from me um and she said um where the fuck's my couch? And I said, pardon? She said, do you know where my couch is? And I was like, what? What couch? Because it's been so long, I forgot about the couch. She's like, I'm missing half my couch. And I was like, I don't know. I didn't have it last. You took it out of the house and gave it to someone else. She was like, yeah, but you know where the other half is. And I was like, I don't. I do not know where the couch is. And then she was like, okay, I got to go. I got to go find the couch. 
And I haven't heard from her since. Not a spe- not a squeak, not a pip, not a not an old dingaroo. That was it. Some frantic couch phone calls, texts, and feverish phone messages, and talking on the phone. And I was like, "So how's life, beep?" There was no how's life answer. It was just, "Where's my fucking couch?" And um, I was talking to my other buddy, and he was like, yeah, she phoned me too, frantic about the couch, half the couch. And it was the half that was broken. And we were like, she knows she can buy a new couch, right? A nicer couch. She's got much, 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 much more money now than she had before. And uh, she could buy... 49 couches and it would be nothing in her bank account. And we couldn't couldn't get our heads around it. And then we said, sure, I'll talk to you soon. And I haven't seen or spoken to him since either. So that's uh, the couches, guys. They bring people together. You can do a lot in a couch. You can sit. You can read. You can think. You can stare at the wall. Love a, love, love a lovely uh, stare at the wall. Love it. You just sit there and you wonder what's going on with the wall. Some people might take drugs. They could be on mushrooms. They could talk to the wall. You could do some crack. You could do some meth. You could think you're in um, Hansel and Gretel. Start eating the wall. Be like, oh, this is lovely chocolate. But it's fucking plaster. You're going to die, but it's worth it. Because you sat in a nice couch. And at the end of the day, oh, have you sat in a nice couch recently? Oh, take a load off, people. Take a load off. Take a load off your legs. But take a load off, too. If you want to wank onto the couch, feel free. It's your couch. You bought it, hopefully. It's not the one in the showroom. It's the couch that you bought. And then you can do what you want in the couch. You can make love to that couch. Personally, I prefer a bed. I used to make love to a bed as a young boy, as I probably mentioned before. And that's how I bonded with a couple of friends of mine when I found out. They also made love to their beds and uh, some pleasant times. Oh, those were the days, guys, when you'd pump a bed. Sometimes I look at a bed and I'd be like, oh, I bet you, I bet you she would be a nice, a nice little pump. But you know some people prefer couches. You can slip it in there. I know a guy who used to put hair gel between the cushions of the couches apparently. And he'd... Uh, I've said too much, but uh, I'll say no more. He had sex with those couches with the hair gel as lubricant. Um, you know, boys are weird people. But I was talking to a girl recently. Um, and I don't know how it came up. But she said... I think it might have been related to my bed pumping. And she said uh, she would do that with the couch. She said a poor couch growing up. She used to pump her couch. And I didn't understand how. And I said, how? Like with my bed, at least, there was friction. It was like dry humping with the ponder pipe. You would imagine it was a woman. And I said, uh, what position would you do off the couch to make love to a couch? I presume she'd rub herself in the corner. And she said she would pump the back seat cushions, which I still can't mentally imagine. So I used to think this girl was hot and would be good in bed but now i'm reconsidering the people because of the couch the backseat cushions you'd have to be like spider-man to kind of mount them wouldn't you unless you're on top but i don't think she was on the top i think she was like facing towards the couch the back seat like lying on your side but facing inwards i don't know i'll have to ask her more I have stopped speaking to her since she told me about her couch pumping ways. You know, couches, they bring people together, but Jesus, it's so cruel, but they they split people up too. 
That's three people I'll never speak to again over couches. Different reasons, but all the same. All about the couch. Anyway, this has been a sponsored ad from Sarah and Stephanie's Couches. For all your couch needs in the Savannah, Florida area. Oh, that was great, Jimmer. One of the better ads that we've done here. I need more coffee. It's cool that I lost my voice and now it's back. This is my third podcast of the day, people. Did one this morning. Didn't want to do it. Hopefully those people don't listen to this. It was boring. Fair fair comment. And I did one after. Um, oh, no, I did second one after the first one was a laugh it was a guy from belfast belfast in ireland people if you don't know geography get out and know the fucking book you dumb fuck belfast just chat about comedy in la the last time i was on radio before um the last time i spoke to people from belfast i was on radio my first book people don't really believe that i have books but go find them people random random and freedom i was doing like a book radio tour and the booked my first publishers are like for that first book oh they were dumb jesus brutal they were like they told me i had to go back to ireland to do a book launch tour and i was like at the time i was in la and you know funds were low i was busy spending them on uh couch whores if I saw a couch on the side of the street, I'd throw some money on it and I'd make all sweet love to that couch under the clear m- moonlight. And I'd spend all my money on cow whores and drinks. Couch whores, cow whores, and couch whores. And they were like, you have to come back. And I was like, all right, cool. You're going to pay for me to come back? They're like, no, it's on your it's on your dime. And I was like, oh, super. Well, I'm not going to come. And they're like, it's in the contract. And I was like, oh, super. Should have read that contract. But they were like, it's cool. You're going to be on TV and you're going to be making appearances and then you're going to do a load of radio stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. TV, get this old Muggins Malloy on TV. This face that's stuck behind a, a, a gla- not a glass door, but a, a door door. A poorly shaped door door. Um, and I was like, all right, boom, let's do it. So I go back. Oh no, before I go back, they're like, we're going to do some more pre ones. We're going to find you in LA. They're going to love it. It's Oscar time. Just tell them about all the fun parties you're at and the A listers you see. And I didn't realize that you're not meant to tell it through on the radio. You're not meant to say exactly what's going on. <clears throat> you're meant to lie and you're meant to be like, hey guys. Not like, hi, how's it going? So this Belfast station phoned me up. It was like 2 in the morning. No, maybe it was like 3, 3.30. And I, it was like Sunday night. And I'd been out and the Oscars were on. But unless you're in the Oscars, you're a loser. You're not in it unless you're winning it. You're a loser too. So I was neither at the Oscars. I didn't really go to an Oscar party. I met some celebrities out and about. That was it. But they seemed to expect me to be front row of the Oscars and now at a party, we're living the life with uh, the top dogs. So they phoned me and I was just sitting in my kitchen and I was just drinking a cup of tea. And they're like, let me do my Belfast accent. I realized too that I should stop doing accents probably 
because every accent I do, I sound like Kermit the Frog. This is my accent of a woman saying, go away from me, Mark. It's a, go away from me, Mark. And here's my accent of a man saying, it's you again. It's you again. All the same people, people. I really, but this, but this is my Belfast accent. Oh, no, that's not it. Are you going to the board? No. There's a place, all right, we played soccer, soccer tournament when I was in college. Um, UCC. We'd go up to Queens for like the national champion, whatever it was called. And uh, the nightclub in Belfast was called The Bot. Are you going to The Bot? There we got the accent there now. I am not going to The Bot. That's the only way I can get the accent. If I think about how people were saying The Bot. The Bot, B-O-T, that's how you say The Bot. And we went to The Bot. And it was so hot in the bot. Jesus, I was sweating like a whore. It was so hot. There's no AC in Ireland. It was mental. It's actually been so hot in LA this week too. Like 100 degrees or some crap like that. I was walking down Sunset the other day. Just walking. People, you know me. I'm a fit, fit man. Fit man. Stunning, some say. Others say, wow, he's so fit. I'm not really, but with the light, right angle and uh, sunshine you know it looks like I have an APAC that's why they call me APAC Peggy Sue Hayes but I was just walking down sunset and I started sweating on Monday and I was like Jesus hot and then I started sweating and then I couldn't stop at all like at all at all and it was so bad it was like getting in I was wearing sunglasses and it was just coming off my forehead down into my eyes and I, at one point I couldn't see there was just the puddles of sweat between my eyes and the sunglasses. And I went blind for a moment there, people. Blinded with sweat. It looked like I was dying of death. If you saw me in the street, my back was sweat. It's cool the way I like to tell you all the parts that need to sweat. The back was sweat and my stomach, which is a new place, starts sweating. That's how you get the APAC, people. My shoulders are sweating. Feet sweating. Calves. The back of the knees, that's a bad one for sweat. Anyway, I should probably stop talking about sweating, you know, move on. It's not a smelly sweat, it's a lovely sweat. It's kind of stunning. People will be like, oh, girls are like, oh, he's like an animal. But in the, and in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, in that, like, rough, rough way that you like. Um, and so what was I saying? Oh, yeah, the bot. Jesus, I'm all over the place today with this coffee. It's good coffee. Although I've been taking... For some reason, people have been like, oh, you got to get off the... Stop drinking milk. Maybe that's why you always sound clogged up. Still clogged up. I've been drinking almond milk. Oh, my God. Almond milk is disgusting. I know you're like, oh, it's good. It's nice. It tastes like gone-off water. I never had it on its own. I always had it in coffee. And the other day, I was like, oh, I want a glass of milk. And I poured it out. And it's just like, it's not milk. It's white. Like, who, do you know that joke about, oh, who looked at a cow and thought, oh, I'm going to suck her titties and get milk? Who looked at a fucking nut? A nut? And was like, I'm going to get milk out of that little nut. Almonds? To look at an almond nut and be like, I'm going to milk that dry. You must have been some sexual deviant. I don't get it. I really don't. It'd be like looking at a bed and saying, I'm going to fuck that bed. I suppose now I get it. I've used my own example to make me understand almond milk. But like, the, everything's nuts now. Oh, I have some nut cheese. You're like, what? 
it's cheese, but it's from nuts only. You're like, what? Nuts replacing cows? Don't know what's going on, but almond milk is horrendous. Jesus. It's like white water that tastes dirty. What does dirty water? I tweeted that the other day, and people were like, what does what dirt gone off water even mean? I don't know, but when you taste it, you'll know. It tastes like... It tastes like you pour the glass of water, you put dirty socks into the water, you let it sit for an hour, it somehow went white, you took the socks out, you let the, the water sit in the sun, it was white, and then you drank it. That's what almond milk tastes like to me, people. If you disagree, here's what I think. You can fuck off. It's the truth. Give me a glass of cow milk any day of the week. What the hell was I even on about? Coffee. Let's retrace the steps. Can we get... Oh, there we go. The bot. I am not going to the bot. So I'm on the radio. And they're like... Ah, oh, you going to the bot? Here we are on the phone. you got Mark Hayes over there in LA. Hello, Mark. And Ah, oh, jeez. Some brutal accents. I used to be good. I can do a Dublin accent. I remember there was this time... We were born in college. And we used to go... Uh, just prank call friends like they were friends of friends so we didn't really like him there was this guy what was his name he was a friend of a friend he was funny but he was also a bit psycho Dunphy <laughs> that was his name he's sound but he was a bit like like uh, if he wasn't your friend we definitely wouldn't talk to him he was just like you know he'd kill someone or at least a pet he was a bit weird but anyway he worked at this phone shop and he used to steal phones. Um, and he used to like, he used to steal phones and credit, prepaid credit. So he'd always have like free credit. And I think it annoyed the rest of us because we always had to pay and he wouldn't give us any. So we did a prank. I think I was good at prank calls and I was good at accents back then, but I could do a Dublin one. Uh, so I pretended to phone him to be, <laughs> to be from the head office, I think it was 02, and I was the head office in Dublin, and he was in Cork, and I was phoning him to say that we'd caught him stealing, and we were tracking him for months, and I was like, ah, oh, is this Dunphy? And he answered, he was like, yeah, and I was like, this is uh, Owen O'Hanlon here from the head office in, in 02, uh, I forget his first name, let's just call him Leo Dunphy, Leo, Leo Dunphy is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Leo, can I start off by telling you, we think you're doing a, you're doing a great job now down there in Patrick Street in Cork. You're doing, you're a, you're a hard worker. Would that be right? Yeah, I am. He believed straight away. There was no, who is this? He was just like, oh, hey. And I was like, well, Leo, that's why now it's very sad for me to say, you know, but uh, we've, we've, we've been monitoring what you've been doing the last couple of uh, weeks and months, and it's, it's very sad to see such a great worker, and uh, I want you to come clean to me. I want you to come clean. It's going to be easier for us if you come clean. Um, Just realized there, sorry that my microphone had fallen out, but I'm not going to redo it, so sorry about the sound. Where are we? Oh, Dunphy. So, Leo, it's going to be easier now if you come clean. Just let us know. Why are you doing it? And he's like, uh, doing what? I don't know what you're on about. And we were like, Leo, you're, you're making this tougher than it needs to be. You know, the punishment's going to be dragged out if you keep going. Come clean, Leo. Just come clean. He's like, 
I, I, I don't know what you're on about, I swear. I don't want to lose the job. <laughs> and we all had him on speaker. There was like six of us at our buddy's house. And I think we were boozing during the day too, so it was extra funny at the time. Maybe not as funny now. And he was like, please, no, I don't want to lose the job. And I was like, Leo, I'm giving you a last bleeding chance. Come clean. Tell me, what did you do? Did you steal yesterday? And he was like, I did. It was the first time, I promise. I'll never do it again. I was only getting it for my friends. And then he hung his friend out to try. He was like, my friend Stephen said I should do it. <laughs> Your aunt Stephen was with us. And we were like, oh, people had to leave the room or they were going to give it. The jig was up. And he was like, I promise it was just that one time. And I was like, first of all, Leo, fair play for coming clean. Now, second of all, we've been watching you for months. It says here you've stolen 9,000 euro in credit. We need that money back, Leo, or the police will be around your house. Do you still live at this address? And I gave, gave him his address, and he was like, Oh, my God, don't go to my address. <coughs> my parents, they'll kill me. And I was like, well, Leo, because I was about to stare, I was on the verge of laughing. I was like, Leo, I need you to think of a of a way we can solve this problem that your parents won't find out and that the police will never know. Because they know now, Leo, they're waiting for me to give the green light to arrest you. Do you want to be arrested, Leo? And he was like, I don't. I swear to God, I don't. Let me. I was like, you go now and you have a little think. Have a little think for yourself, all right? And I'll phone you back and you let me know what you should do. So I hung up and then he phoned his buddy Stephen straight away. And he was like, oh, man, they caught me. Someone ran in me out. And Stephen was like, who did you blame? Did you blame anyone? And he was like, no, I didn't blame anyone. I took the credit, but they want to do what they want to know what I should do now. And uh, I think Stephen was like, tell them to go fuck themselves. Tell them to fuck off. He was like, no, I can't. They're going to tell my parents. They'll kick me out of college. And then he was like, ask him if you can do a payment plan. Ask him how much you can pay back. So I phoned him back. I think I was like, Well, Leo, you've had 15 minutes. I need an answer right now. Tell me. And he was like, I'll pay, I'll pay you back in the payment plan. Can we do a payment plan spread out? I'll pay it all back. And I was like, We can do a payment plan. All right, all right, Leo. You got four weeks. So divide nine grand by four. And I need it on my desk in the morning. And he was like, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can do that. It was my friend Stephen. He kept hanging his friend out to dry. And eventually we laughed and we hung up. But he was so dumb he didn't cap on that we were laughing. And then he lived in fear. He lived in fear for a couple of weeks there until we eventually said, uh, they don't know. They don't know. Well, I feel that story ran out of steam because of the old technical issues, the old sound. Um... I didn't even tell the story about the bot. So I'm on the radio with the Belfast people. And they're like, so tell us about the amazing uh, parties. You must be at an Oscar party now. Come on, give us all the gossip. That's what they want. They want to gossip. You know me, I don't gossip. I just tell stories about my friends and I give away their true names. Behind their back into a lot of people. 
I don't like gossip. They don't call me gossipers. Um, so they they were like, "Tell us what are you doing right now? Right now, where are you?" That's the only accent, Belfast or Dublin. And I was like, oh, "I'm drinking tea." And they were like, "What are you doing? What are you doing, though?" And I was like, "I'm drinking tea. I'm on tea. I'm having tea." And they were like, where are you? And I was like, in my kitchen. I'm sitting at the kitchen table. I'm, uh, I'm having some tea. And for some reason, I could hear the the on-air people were like, oh, okay. Oh, they were obviously told I was going to be at a party. My publisher set me up for failure. They are like, okay, okay. Um, so what happened tonight? You, anything good? Can you give us? Come on, tell us some glitzy stories. And I was like, No, not really. I was out and about, but it wasn't that. It wasn't great. No, I'd say this. Uh, this this tea I'm having is probably the highlight of my life of my night and my life, but definitely my night. And it burst their balloon, and I could hear the producer like in there he, talking because the producer was talking to me before, being like, "Oh, we're gonna count you in here, Mark." So I could hear her still, and she was just like, oh, my God, he must be on drugs. And I was like, I started to say, because she was saying it. It it confused me that, like, only the producers probably, or the producer, me, and the people, the presenters could hear it. It wasn't going out over air. But she was like, oh, guys, I think he's on drugs. So I started saying live on air, I'm not on drugs. I'm not on drugs. So if you're listening, if you were like someone in Belfast probably listening, you just hear like, oh, so what are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm having some tea. And then randomly me shouting, I'm not on drugs. I'm not on drugs. And the presenters were like, okay, we didn't say you are. And I was like, someone said I was. Someone said I was on drugs. I didn't cop on at the time that it was producer. As I've said many times, and I presume tea, what could tea be? Tea is crystal meth, is it? Is that what tea? And they were like, he's on drugs. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I kept saying, I'm not on drugs, people. I'm at my kitchen table. I'm enjoying some tea. I'm enjoying some meth. I should have said cup. If I had said cup of tea, that would have made it all clear. And then they were like, I could hear a producer being like, get him off, get him off, get him off, kick him off, kick him off. And they cut me. They cut me off the air mid mid speech. And the people were like, oh, we have some technical difficulties there over in L.A., but uh, moving on, let's get some weather reports. In the Belfast, it's hot in the bot, very hot in the bot. And they cut me off, and the producer said, well, that didn't go as planned. You're on drugs. And I said, no, I'm not. And they said, goodbye. And they hung up, and they never asked me back again. Surprising? I know. Imagine they could have got this lovely gibber. Really missed out, huh, people? Really missed out. At least my voice is back in the game. If anyone wants me, I'll probably say no. I'm sick of doing other stuff for free. Um, I realized too that like living in West Hollywood, uh, it's like living in WebMD. Everywhere you go, there's just signs plastered everywhere saying hey you might have aids you got that cough you got some sniffles it's probably aids you never know it could be aids 
someone was saying that to me yesterday. I coughed and they were like, oh, AIDS. And you're like, ha ha. And then in the back of my paranoid head, I'm like, oh, what if they infected me somehow? Jeez, I keep seeing these like drastically older couples. Or no, older to younger. Like last night I saw a dude who was probably 60, 65, 65 say, kind of a chubby Hawaiian shirt, rich dude with like a guy, a boy, a twink. He was probably 21 max, looked younger. Like that's, there's definitely at least 40 year difference between them. Um... Definitely. Which is a little bit... Like, that's a big difference. If that guy was... If it was legal, that guy would be a pedophile, is what I think. 40 years between the two of you. And your man looked... The guy last night, he looked about 15. He looked so young, but he was in the bar, so he was obviously 21. But... And that's just how it is, people. That's how it is in LA. You're walking around and you're just like, oh, okay. Okay, that's how it is here. No one thinks it's weird. They're both benefiting. It's like old dudes with the younger women too. Like old rich guys, 75-year-old with like a 28-year-old girl. And the 28-year-old girl is like, I love him for him. And the guy's like, I love her for her. But they're both like fooling each other. They both know what's going on unless they do it as dementia. He must know she's after his money and she's after her his money and he's after her youth. So tit for tat, people. Tit for tat. It's just still weird to see. I also think, especially at some bars in here in LA, um, if I see like a really hot, not even hot, a tall girl with a smaller, shorter dude, I now think, oh, she's a prostitute. She's an escort. Something about if there's a foot difference in height, you're like, there's no way that girl would be with that dude unless she's been paid for it. Has my mind been corrupted? Am I now thinking only ever in sexual terms? Yes, indeed, people. That seems to be the way that what happens to you in LA. Honest to God, this podcast is wrecking my fucking head with such a passion. I just did 20 minutes there, and at the end of it, um. I pressed stop because it was the end of the podcast and then I went back and it told me it didn't record the last 20 fucking minutes. Oh, between the sound issues and this podcast issues, I'm fired up. I fucking hate everything, but mostly I just hate myself and the leads that connect all the equipment into the computer. You dirty whores. I forget what I was even talking about. What was I on about? Let me find out. Jesus. Uh, I'm too annoyed. I don't even care. I'm not going to go back. What was Annabelle? Got in trouble this week. Writing poems. People got a poetry book coming out. It's going to be mighty. But I'm also getting in trouble. Because people think the poems are about them. And they're not. But they get upset. Because they're like. But I don't have that kind of eye shape. Or that hair color. Or why why aren't you writing poems about me? Or this poem. I like it. But it doesn't describe me. And I want to be like. Because it's not fucking about you. It's not about you. And then a girl got upset. She was like, are you writing poems about my friend? Stop. And I was like, no, it's not about you. And then another girl was like, oh, why didn't you just send me this poem personally instead of putting 
it up in your Instagram story and I wanted to be like, because it's not about you. Getting in trouble for poems, people. That's the kind of rebel I am. That's the kind of rebel I am. I did notice recently I got a type. That type is model tomboy, tomboy model. Jesus, seen some women, they're like model, like proper model, like a 10, like a 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. They call me poem bitch. They're a 10 and a half. They're a 10. They're unreal. They're like proper models. And then when they're not being models, they like dress down and they're kind of sound and cool. And I was like, what is it? They're all these kind of, that's the kind of type. And I was like, oh, one girl was like, oh, they're tomboys. And I was like, oh, yeah, but like they're unreal looking, but they're tomboys. It's kind of a contradiction. Maybe it's not tomboy who's a beautiful model. And I was like, that's the, that's the type. They're just hanging around. They're all cool. And then I was like, no, I probably can't be with them because I am probably more high maintenance than they are. They just show up and they're wearing a leather jacket, looking cool and chilled. Um, and then just, I'm like, they're like eating McDonald's and they're like, yeah, man, wherever you want to go, let's go. And I'm like, sweating and not chilled and i'm like no don't take a photo take it from my good side and delete that photo if you take a bad photo of me i might go home and cry and uh these tomboy models are just chilled they're cooler than me and they're probably too cool and that's why ultimately i could never be with them never be with them god be with us all but i'll never be with them purely because they'll for two reasons mostly mostly because They'll be like smoking cigarettes or they'll be eating McDonald's and they'll be like, have some. And I'll be like, no, I got fat and I can't smoke because it'll hurt my lungs. And they'll be like, oh, I thought you were cool. And you know, I'll be like, nah, you talk wrong. Um, that's one reason why, but also because they wouldn't want me. So that's that's something else to consider. Rejection. Rejection from a 10, it's always tough because in your deluded mind, you're like, but I'm a 10. Maybe not looks wise, maybe not financially, maybe not personality wise, but you know, I got the potential. That's where my 10 is. It's in the word potential. I am a potential. That's what I am. But that potential makes me think, oh, I'm a 10. No, I'm not. I'm a potential. But at this point in life, that potential is gone. No more. See you later. You once had it. You now lost it. Now you're grasping at straws. You're dangling onto life's balls. So that's a shame. At least I'm not a pedophile, huh? There's always that. At least I'm not a pedo. At least I'm not a Coachella person. Oh, Coachella's this week. Fuck me, I hate Coachella. I hate Coachella. I hate people that go to Coachella. I Probably 1% I don't hate, but most of you I hate. If you're listening to this tribe Coachella and you'll be like, fuck this guy. I'm like, grand, don't want you. I hate people that call it Chella. Where are you going, man? Chella, fuck off. Stop trying to make a not cool thing even less cool or more cool and in return making it stupider. Stop fucking posing. Oh, I hate Coachella with such passion. It's this weekend. I wrote an article there recently. Oh, no, it was last year, but I just remembered it. Oh, I hate Coachella with a passion. It's full of fucking gimps. Honestly, there's like people in LA, they move to LA and they're like, oh, I'm going to be a model and actress, blah, blah, blah. And they fail. So then they go to Coachella and then they think that's an achievement in life. So they can show people back in the town where they're from. 
look at me at Coachella. This is day one Coachella outfit. And they're like, fuck off, you fucking idiot. I'm seeing people post pictures. This is even worse almost. People that wore at Coachella, but they can't go this year. Um, They're like, oh, peace. They're doing the peace sign. Oh, I wish I could make Coachella this year. I'm not there. Am I a loser? They're trying to say loser, but they spell it loser. Two O's. And like, if English is your first language, I'm not trying to belittle people who can't speak, but fuck off. Fucking loser. You dumb fuck. Fucking stop being so dumb. You're going to have dumb kids. They're going to be dumb. They're going to have dumber grandchildren. You're just going to dumb down the world. And then loser will be known as the loser way to spell loser. Loser. Just stop fucking being dumb, you dumb idiot. Am I a loser? Yes, you are. In ways you'll never grasp. You'll never know how dumb you truly are. And that's sad. And it makes me mad. I wish I was as dumb as you so I wouldn't care. You dumb fuck. Jesus. It's either between the technical issues I had doing this podcast or Coachella. Chella. And some uh, girl just sent me a picture of a girl at Coachella being like, Day one Coachella. Day one Coachella. And I, her name, there's, there's brand in her name. It says her first name followed by brand. I'm a brand. Fuck off. Fuck off, people that pay you ever to be a brand. You dumb fuck. Oh, you could chill. I wrote an article. Maybe I'll read the article to calm me down. Here it goes. Do you like sand? Are you a fan of idiots? Are you into feeling like death? Well, my friend, you might just like Coachella. I know, I sure don't. Do you like Muppets? Are you a fan of underage drinking? Do you like an endless sea of flower crown selfies and feeling like you're stuck in amazing drugs in an urban outfitters? Well, my friend, you might just love Coachella. I know, I sure don't, because I think I'm better than everyone there. Do you pretend to like music? Are you a fan of cues? Do you like dry heat and posing? Well, my friend, just go to Coachella. I know, I sure won't. So in case you don't know, Coachella is a music festival held in the Coachella Desert here in California every year. Last year, I think about 200,000 people went to it, spread out over two weekends. Maybe 200,001, I always forget. The lineups and fairness are pretty slick. Best singers, musicians, bands, DJs, yodeling people from all over the globe. Wrote this last year before that yodeling child was a sensation. I am a prophet. Best of the best, creme de la creme, top of the crop. Daft Punk to Kanye West to Beyonce to Radiohead to Bonnie Vare. Basically, it is mighty if you like music and musicians. On paper anyway, I like music and musicians. I'm very, very, very unique. But I would never go to Coachella to watch a band. I guarantee you at least 100 people at Coachella this year or last year think Radio's Dead are the actual headlining band. It's a festival for idiots. Jesus, I hate Coachella. People, no one, often, never ask me. I have no friends. Mark, why do you hate Coachella so much? The problem with Coachella, as with most places and things, is that is the people that go there. They're the worst, the absolute worst. They're not there for the music. They're there to pose. They're there just to say that they're there. They're there for the Snapchats and the Instagram stories and the flower crown filters. They're there having fake fun. They're there to let you know they think they're cooler than you. They're there because they feel empty inside and need something to fill the hole in nothingness by pretending they're better and more hip than people who aren't there. They're there being annoying, as annoying as humans can possibly be by standing in the desert, boozing in the heat, dressed up to the nines, and trying their hardest to look casual in the hope they might get an invite back to Leonardo DiCaprio or Jared Leto's after party and pump the night away. And that's just the guys that go. All jokes aside, imagine being a guy and posting a photo from Coachella. What kind of upbringing must you have had had to end up there? 
The women seem to fly in from all over the world just to get the Instagram photos. Everything seems to be a photo opportunity. Here's me leaving London, going to Coachella. Here's me at LAX. Here's me driving a rental car, different outfit, obviously. Here's me at my Airbnb villa where I sleep on the floor as I share it with 17 people. Here's me queuing up to get into the festival. Here's me three hours later still in the queue. Here's me in the ditch because I took too many mushrooms and I think my face is trying to eat my other face. But at least my outfit is on point. If you're reading this, Jenny from London, yes, that paragraph was about you. Am I being harsh? Doubtful. I can't think of one person that's ever gone to Coachella who I've liked. In fact, I can tell exactly who's going to Coachella. Before they tell me, based on whether or not, I already think they're morons. Tony, he'll be going to Coachella, as will Brittany and her roommate Todd. Those idiots will love Coachella. I do actually know one person who's going to Coachella this year who I think is sound, but now I'm worried I won't like them as much once I see them post the photo there. So that's a shame. Farewell, Francis. I should probably give her an alias. One plus a Coachella... Oh, I just realized I have not spoken to that girl since. Interesting. Very interesting. Oh, she was sound too. Real shame. Real shame. Should have given her an alias. One plus of Coachella is that is renewing my hatred of people. Always fun. Another plus is that all the annoying people in LA leave town for the weekend. Woo. My buddy Chris who also hates Coachella, which is probably the reason we're such good friends, has a stand-up bit where he compares being a Coachella to being a cow standing in a field. There's more, but that's the gist. I don't want to be a cow. I prefer, would prefer to do anything, and I mean anything, to be a, than to be a cow. One time I lay on my couch, my friend came over and shoveled dust into my face for four hours while I tried to watch radio, had videos on my phone with a bad internet connection. That's more appealing than being a cow at Coachella. This other time I drank a bottle of vodka while sitting in a sauna and had drunk girls just scream in my face for 15 hours straight. Also more appealing than being a dumb cow at Coachella. Also, I've never been to Coachella. It's probably unreal. Once again, I missed out on buying tickets this year. So if you have any VIP ticket hookups, please let me know so I can stand in the field mooing like a cow on mushrooms having the best time. Coachella. Honestly, though, that last paragraph was just for argument's sake. If you're listening and you call it Coachella or you're at Coachella, stay there. Don't come back die in the desert that's what i hope for you for all your fucking idiots i really mean that too that's not a bit i really mean it bear one percent the rest of you are fucking plagues on the earth i hope you all die again i mean that sincerely if a big old meteor hit chella Oh, imagine imagine how nice that would be for everyone else. All If we took out all those idiots, the world would be a way better place. I mean that sincerely too. Take out everyone at Coachella and the world would be a far better place. It would be unreal. It'd be really nice. And you know what? That thought alone, that's cheered me up. It's been a tough podcast because of technical issues. And you know coffee wore up and wore down and we did an extra 20 minutes that were lost forever but we're finishing i suppose and we finished strong no we kind of finished soft soft like 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 my love making i end up being soft and the girl says why are you soft and i say i don't know i just stop working very sad very sad for all involved but you know in my head i'm deluded so i pretend oh she definitely had four orgasms and if not i'll throw her at the back seat of a back seat cushion of a couch and i'll be like you can use this to finish off if you want because i'm a gentleman ladies and gentlemen i'm a gentleman i'm a man with my gentle ways and i've finished your rent i gotta go gym and then to a show 
you're around tonight, come by the Laugh Factory. Great show, 8 o'clock. Uh, hit me up on Instagram, at the Marquez, Twitter, at Trickadoo, Snapchat, at Trickadoo, send me those nudes. Check out my web series on YouTube, Random, The Adventures of an Irish Guy in L.A. Check out my books. Check out, just don't go to fucking Coachella, read a book. Fuck Coachella. Goodbye, people. Good duck, good duck, good duck, good duck.